And we've been doing a series called Faith in the Power of God. The Apostle Paul said this. He said, when I came to you, I did not come to you with enticing words of man's wisdom. But I came to you in demonstration of the Spirit of God and of the power of God. In order that your faith may not be in the wisdom of men, but your faith be in the very power of God. So we've been feasting on that, and we've looked at Jesus' ministry. I mean, they were astonished at his word because his word was with power. And when he had cast out the demon out of a person that had an unclean spirit... I mean, his fame spread throughout the whole region. And what they said, what a word is this, that even the evil spirits obey the master's command and the master's words. What a word is this? Certainly he was famous for the signs, the wonders and the miracles, the raising of the dead, the feeding of the thousands of people, praise God, the healing of the lepers. But what really caused people to take notice, they said, what a word is this? His fame spread because they recognized that his word that was released was with power. And you and I have been created in the image and likeness of God. And as we exercise faith in the power of God, and as we release faith-filled words, the power of God will flow and things around us will surely change. And so then we are to hold fast the confession of our faith without wavering, for He is faithful that promise. For we have a high priest that has passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God. So let us hold fast our profession, for he surely is the apostle and the high priest of our confession. And so he represents you and I before the throne as we speak forth the word of God. Amen. He is working with your words. He is working with our words. And so our words are vital and our words are extremely important. For death and life are in the power of the tongue. Jesus said, by thy words thou shalt be justified and by thy words thou shalt be condemned. Therefore, he says, take heed for every idle word that you speak. An idle word is a word that is unemployed. There are too many Christians not employing their words in the right direction. They're employing their words and using their words in the wrong direction. And those are inoperative, idle, non-working words. Oh, friends, you want the word of God to be working for you. You want Jesus, the high priest of your confession, to represent you with faith-filled words. The greatest confession you will ever make is Jesus is Lord. It is the heart and the mouth connection. It is with the heart that man believeth. And it is with the mouth that confession is made unto salvation. There was a time when you not only believed in Jesus, but you opened up your heart, you opened up your mouth, and you said, Jesus is Lord. And immediately you were brought out of darkness and transferred into the kingdom of God's dear Son. So let's say it a couple times. Jesus is Lord. Lord. Ooh, glory to God. 
The Lord um, gave me this utterance this morning. He said, the number one way that people give place to the devil is with their words. You know, of course, that's Ephesians 4.27, right? Where it says, neither give place to the devil. Now, you are the understood subject of that verse of Scripture. We can either give place to the devil or we can stop the devil in his tracks with words. Just as sure as you can give him place, you can give him no place with words. Not words of fear, but words of faith. Not words of doubt, glory to God, but words of victory. Words that will lift your spirit and set you on the right course in your life. How forcible are right words. We do not want to be snared with the words of our mouth. And you know, James chapter 3 is absolutely loaded with directions on what we are to speak and how we are to speak. So are you ready? Look at your neighbor and say, are you ready? (laughs) Woo, glory to God. Now, I want to look at James chapter 3 and Young's literal translation this morning. It is the closest to the literal translation of all of them. A lot of uh, uh, things that people call translations are really paraphrases. So you have to be very careful about the paraphrases. Young's is a good, solid translation. And it reads a little bit different, but you're quick, you're sharp, you're bright, you're good looking, you're very rich. And you're a major blessing. And not only that, you're not critical, you're attentive. You're not a whiner and a complainer, praise God, you're a winner and a praiser. Amen. Enjoy your drive home, God bless you, praise the Lord. James chapter 3 now, verse 1. says, Many teachers become not, my brethren, having known that greater judgment we shall receive. Verse 2. For we all make many stumbles. I can relate to that. If anyone in word does not stumble, this one is a perfect man, able to bridle the whole body. Now, don't let the word perfect there throw you. The word perfect means fully developed. It means Christ-like. You know, if we went a whole day, praise God, without stumbling with our words, we'd become more Christ-like. If we went a whole week or a whole month not stumbling with our words, we would become more Christ-like and we would become fully developed men and women of God. Amen. But I want you to notice, he said, able to bridle the whole body. Now, the word bridle there means you're able to control your whole body. If you can control your words, if you can just get your words going in the right direction, you can turn things around in your physical body. Now, it may not be overnight, but it will begin to happen little by little. So I want to encourage you, stop hindering your body with your words oh my weak knees shandai shandai my bad eyes oh I'm just getting so old I don't know whether I can get out of bed or not today my back is so hurting 
Now, those things may be real and those things may be going on, but you are not doing yourself any favors by continuing to emphasize that in your life. It's just as easy for you to emphasize what the word says. Employ your words. I call my body healed. I call my body strong. I call my blood pressure normal. I call my A1C, I call my blood glucose normal in Jesus' name. All of my tissue, every organ of my body is healed. It's functioning in the perfection to which God created to function. Now, you don't want to just go spouting off things that you don't believe. And you don't want to just go spouting off things if you're not going to do anything about your blood. If you're not going to employ some actions to your confession, heart, mouth, feet, be a doer of God's word. Hallelujah. Now notice in verse three, he said, lo, the bits we put in the mouths of the horses for they obey in us and their whole body. We turn about verse four. Lo, also the ships, being so great, and by fierce winds being driven, are led about with a very small helm or rudder, whithersoever the impulse of the helmsman doth counsel. The King James Version says, whithersoever the, uh, the pilot desires or the governor listeth. In other words, the captain of the ship. Notice this with me. In verse 5, I want you to read with me. Let's participate together. Ready, read. The tongue is a little member and does boast greatly. Lo, a little fire, how much wood it does kindle. Now let's break this down. We see three examples in these verses of how the tongue works. First, he said it's like a bit in a horse's mouth. Is not the bit small compared to the size of a horse. But the direction of the horse is steered by the bit. And then he goes on to compare a ship. And compared to the size of the ship, I mean, you look at some of the ships... In the port, I mean, there, especially now with all that cargo. And that's all I'm saying about that. I mean, compared to the size of an ocean liner and the force of the waves and sometimes the wind that comes, that helm is extremely small. But you can totally change the direction of the ship. And you can totally change the direction of a large horse. I mean, if you're riding a horse, I don't want to talk about Brenda's riding horse experience. We're on vacation once, and let's just say it this way, the horse got away. With you on it. (laughs) But if you're riding this great big horse, and it's heading north... And it's going strong north, and you want it to go south, what do you got to do? You've got to 
turn the bit. You can totally change the directions. And it's the same thing with a ship. A giant ship out on the ocean. You don't move the, the rudder and all of a sudden, blip, you're there. No, you move the rudder degree by degree, slowly, slowly, and you don't turn the rudder back. You don't start out this way if you want to go that way and then come back this way. No, you've got to hold the course for that ship to eventually get in the direction that you want to go. Can you say amen? amen? Just don't move it back. Now, I want to encourage you today. Don't allow yourself to be discouraged. You may need some things turned around in your life. Got quiet there. But if we were all honest about it, all of us could say, there's some things that need to turn in my life. And you may be in the process of turning. And you may not have seen the ship of your life, if you will, go in the exact direction you want to go. But don't get discouraged. You are where you are. But you do not have to stay where you are. You are, you are where you are. But by the grace of God, you don't have to stay where you are. You can make a quality decision today. Things are going to turn in my life. There are some changes that are going to be made in my thinking. There are some changes that are going to be made in my believing. And there are some changes that I purpose in my heart to make concerning my speaking. It works together. It flows together. Say it me. Thank God for the great grace of God that sets me on the right course. And it starts, my friends, here and here and here. Believing, speaking, and acting. Oh, say it with me. I am a doer of the word. I am a doer. I am a doer of God's word in my life. And so there's a lot of emphasis. Um, if you watch a lot of high-powered evangelists, and I love high-powered evangelists. Thank God for them. And if you watch a lot of church services, you'll see a strong emphasis on praise and worship. And is that not awesome? But then oftentimes there's this strong influence on there's a shifting taking place. There's a turning taking place. It's breakthrough time. And the same folks that got the breakthrough a month ago are still working on their breakthrough today. It's kind of like if you had an altar call for breakthrough, the same people would be at the altar, and that same people all the time. And I believe God for breakthroughs. And I believe God for turnarounds. Amen? Because we serve a God of immediately. So we don't factor that out. But I have discovered that breakthrough, by and large, begins right here. If things did turn around... If breakthrough did happen and you didn't get control of this, 
It'd be a couple more days before you lost your breakthrough. I just heard the organ there. Boy, that's good preaching. We are not interested in coming to church and just getting an emotional high. I want to run the aisles. If I had chandeliers, I'd swing from them. Come on, somebody. I can dance with the best of them. I can fall under the power all day long. But at the end of the day, I want to be able to take God's word on Monday morning, on, in my midnight hour and get it in my heart and speak it forth from my mouth as a way of life and see continuous breakthrough. And everybody said amen. And so we must turn our words if we want to go in another direction. Your tongue steers the direction of your life. Your tongue, if you will, is what your steering wheel is to your car. If you will say what he said, he will get you where you need to go. And there are some things that we need to learn to say as a way of life. I mean every day. Every day, we ought to be talking about God's great favor on our life. I have favor with God and man. Every day is a blessing day for me. And not only am I blessed... But I'm hunting someone down to be a blessing too. That's the blessing of the blessing is being a blessing. Amen. I have favor. I have favor. Well, nothing ever good happens to me if you say so. I'm not trying to be a wise guy here. I'm trying to help you. Well, it seems like great things happen for Brother Mike, but I haven't seen anything good happen for me. No, 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 no. You should say, thank God this is the day that the Lord has made, and I'm expecting the goodness of God. I'm expecting the glory of God. I'm expecting the blessing of God. Surely goodness and mercy are following me all the days of my life. Try it on for size. Say it with me. Surely goodness and mercy. They're following me all the days, not half the days, but all the days of my life. And another thing I think sometimes we let slip is our declarations of our protection. Is it vital when you get on 880 to say in the name of Jesus, I plead the blood of Jesus? Crazy things are happening out there, folks. There's crazy people out there. But you're not crazy. You're smart. You know what the Word says. And so as a way of life, what we should be saying is, No evil befalls me. No evil befalls me. Neither shall any plague come near my dwelling. Why? Because He's given His angels charge over me. And they're keeping me in all my ways. Come on, somebody. Favor. Protection. How about this? Clarity of your soul. Soundness of mind. Hallelujah. Save me a half. The mind of Christ. The memory of the just. And I am one of the just. 
The memory of the just is blessed. My memory is blessed. Yeah, but you know, they say when you get older, you start to forget things. Well, who are they? Doesn't matter what they say. What matters is what he said. And what matters is what you say. Don't take the hook. Don't buy into the lie. So talk well about your soul. It just seems I just can't sleep at night. You know, the Bible says that he gives his beloved sleep. In Psalms, I think it is somewhere in the early Psalms, it says, I will both lay me down in peace and sleep. For you, O Lord, you only cause me to dwell in safety. We ought to declare as soon as my head hits the pillow, I fall asleep. My sleep is sweet. Hallelujah. Are you getting this today? This must become a way of life. We're not talking about legalism here. We're not talking about, oh, 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 we gotta, we gotta watch what we say. No, no, it's rather like this. Oh, thank God, I can have what I say, and the power of God is released. See, that's the way you've got to think. You don't think fear about your words. You think faith about your words. We're turning things around. We got our hand on the rudder. Praise God. We got our hands on the rain. And once we were going north, but now we're going south. Woo! Glory to God. Verse 5 and 6. Ha! Ready? So also the tongue is a little member. And it does boast greatly. Lo, a little fire, how much wood it does kindle. And the tongue, verse 6, is a fire. The world of the unrighteousness. So the tongue is set in our members, which is spotting our whole body. And is setting on fire the course of nature. And is set on fire by Gehenna or hell. Another translation says, it corrupts the entire body. It's a hellish flame. It releases a fire that can burn throughout the course of human nature. Hell is trying to start destruction with people's mouths. Heaven is trying to minister life and blessing through our mouths. Hell can inspire the tongue. And start something that can turn into a a raging fire. That's how it is with strife. That's why we need to be very mindful of our words in our relationships. Words can hurt or words can heal. Where there is no strife, the fire goes out. So don't feed strife into your relationships Feed faith into your relationships. Well, but my wife and I have some disagreements. Well, join the club. If you've been married for a certain period of time and you don't disagree about something sooner or later, I mean, you must be a saint. Well, you are a saint. But sometimes we act like an ain't. Right? But you can feed Love into your relationships. 
But it only takes a spark. It only takes a little fire to get a raging fire going. Say with me, my words, based on His word, is producing great things. Think about it. You have the privilege of being in communion with Jesus Christ. You have the privilege of being in communion with the Holy Spirit. And He's holy. And He will make you more Christ-like if you will yield yourself to Him. And one of the ways that you and I can be more Christ-like in this world in which we live is by speaking right words. Instead of criticizing our brothers and sisters, what about blessing them? Instead of tearing down your husband or tearing down your wife, what about speaking right words over your marriage? I've got a great marriage. My marriage is blessed. I've got great friendships. My friendships are blessed. So I'm encouraging you this morning, employ your words. Put your words to work. We can speak words out of our spirit that releases power. Power that creates good things. Power that stops bad things. Power that consoles and comforts those that need it. Power that strengthens and edifies. Power that soothes and brings peace. Power that brings provision. Power that brings healing. Power that looses the very angels of the Lord. Now verse 7 and verse 8. For every nature, both of beasts and of fowls, both of creeping things and things of the sea, is subdued and has been subdued by human nature. Verse 8, read it with me. And the tongue can no one of men is able to subdue. It is an unruly evil full of deadly poison. And people read that and say, see, there isn't any use in even trying. What you need to understand, the context of this verse is talking about taming animals outside of yourself. Obviously, you can control your tongue, right? Can you control yourself on the way home? And keep yourself from going into a filling station and robbing it? Can you control yourself on the freeway and not give people certain signals? Oh, you dummy, you cut right in front of me. They can't hear you. And if they can't hear you, you might as well not say anything. And if they could hear you, they would not care. Well, bless God, Pastor, I just need to give this person a piece of my mind. Hold it, hold it, hold it. Don't give any of your mind away. You need all of your mind intact. But not only that, what happens is when we get upset, we allow ourselves to get impatient, and we speak wrong words, what happens is blood pressure rises. And we start getting stressed. And when you're stressed, oftentimes stress relieves 
words out of our mouths that should not be said or releases words. Hallelujah. Here's a good thing to say when you're on the road. Here's a great thing to say when you're at the grocery store. Thank God I'm patient. I endure long. I'm so very kind. Now your flesh is rising up. And your flesh wants to be unkind. And your flesh wants to be impatient. And your tongue wants to be unruly. But God has placed the Holy Spirit on the inside of you so that He can tame your tongue with your help. We hear a lot about gun control. And I don't know where you're at with that. I sure know where I'm at. But we hear a lot about gun control. I think we ought to talk more about, in this nation, tongue control. Tongue control. And that's why He's given us the ability to speak in tongues. If you want to control your tongue, spend a good amount of time praying in tongues and you will keep yourself in the love of God and your tongue will not be so unruly and full of deadly poison, but rather your tongue shall speak words of life, words of life, hallelujah, words of blessing. Yeah, but there's so much in our country that needs to change. Yes, yes, and amen. But it will not change us holding the rudder and staying the course with words of death. We've got to turn it and speak words of life. We've got to speak words of change. We've got to speak words, praise God, that will change our nation. Anyway, praise the Lord. This works, folks. This works. This works. God's word in you will work for you. I started speaking God's word right back there before I met Brenda in 1975, 1976. I walked down the freeway there in Tulsa, Oklahoma, saying things like this. I'm part of the body of Christ. Satan has no power over me. For greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I will fear no evil, for you are with me, Lord. Your word and your spirit comfort me. I'm far from oppression today, for fear does not come nigh me. Today I will be able to do all things through Christ which strengthens me. The Holy Ghost is in me. The Holy Ghost is on me. He's helping me. I'm led, I'm directed, I'm encouraged, and I'm built up by the power of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Well, did things change immediately? You were walking. You had no car. But she came along. Hey. And she had a car. She had a little Vega. Hallelujah. And I was able to drive a car. But it didn't turn overnight. I had a lot of difficulties in my soul because of what I was and what I used to do. The devil tried to bombard me. But over the process of time, all those thoughts, all those imaginations, they were displaced by the power of God's Word in my heart and in my mouth. And it's working today in 2021 just the same as it worked in 1974. And it'll do the same for you. Because God is no respecter of persons. His hand is upon you for good. 
Say with me, his hand is open to me. And his hand is upon me for good. The word 20 means discord. The word 22 means open hand. We're coming into 2022. So in the midst of what are chaos, whatever chaos and discord that comes our way, the hand of the Lord is open to those who will not be shaken by it. Say it with me. In the midst of discord, in the midst of chaos, the hand of the Lord is open to me for I will not be I shall not be I shall not be I shall not be shaken for I'm like a tree I'm like a tree and I'm planted by the rivers of water you've come this far folks God is not going to take his hand off of you Have there been difficulties? Have there been tests since March of 2022? Yeah, but there were difficulties and tests before then. Are you listening to me? So what we want to do then is we want to live a consistent life of fellowship with the Lord, walking by faith and not by sight. Can you say amen? Amen. So he tells us that we can control our tongue. Because he's telling us to do it. But here's a headline. You can't control other people's mouths. And here's another thought. So stop being a confession cop. Just set the right example. And the more you're aware of your words, based on his word, the more you will be aware of other people's words. But it is not our responsibility to judge. Our responsibility is to keep our own lives straight. And somebody said, well, you know, what could I do? Well, here's what you could do with a close friend. You could say, "Mm, I wouldn't say that. You're not telling them not to say it. But uh, mm, I I don't think I'd say that. And if you have a good relationship with the person, their antenna may perk up and say, well, what would you say? And then you can tell them what the Word says. Amen? Now notice with me in verse 9 and verse 10. You guys are listening so good. Verse 9 and 10. 10. With it we do bless the God and Father, and with it we do curse the men made according to the similitude of God. Read verse 10 with me. Out of the same mouth doth come forth blessing and cursing. It doth not need, my brethren, these things so to happen. He's given us very clear instruction, and he's saying... This should not be happening. It should not be one day blessing 
and one day cursing. He's giving us instruction, basically saying in our terminology, we should not be talking out of both sides of our mouth. Sunday, oh, glory to God, everything's good, everything's great. We've been making powerful confessions. But if you don't hold fast to these things, by Tuesday, you could be a mess. Lord, help me to make this clear. In Jesus' name. We just got done talking about a ship, right? Let's say your ship is going into a bad storm. I mean, it's, 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 it's heading for a terrible storm. Like Paul experienced in Acts 27, it was called Eurekladon. Eurekladon is not just a normal storm. Eurekladon is a storm with some bad intentions. It was the same kind of storm that the master and the disciples faced when they were going from one side of the lake to the other. Jesus was asleep on a pillow. They woke him up and they said, Master, could you, don't you care that we perish? And Jesus rose up and he said to that mega storm, Peace, be still. So there was a mega calm for a mega storm. So in our lives, in the ship of our lives, if you will, we will be facing some really big Eurekladon storms. And instead of getting nervous in the service and saying, oh, I'm going into a storm. Oh, God, help me, Jesus. Help me, Lord. I'm, oh, I don't want to go into the storm. I don't want to go there. Oh, but I'm going into the storm. Oh, God. And yet it's clear over there. What should we do? Here's what we should do. Not, oh God, I'm going into the storm. I don't want to go into the storm. Folks, God is not steering. Steering is your job. It's your ship. It's your body. It's your life. It's your children. Hallelujah. So if all we talk about is the storms of life, the storms of life... We're holding a course, heading in the wrong direction. Take hold of the rudder. Speak what God's Word says. And it may not happen overnight, but oh, thank God, He can take you from the problems to the blessing, from the storm to peace in your life. And somebody said, Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In other words... We are not to go back and forth. And I know it's difficult. I know it's hard. When you get a bad report from the doctor, or when the bills stack up and the pressure's on, it's difficult not to waver. But God has made it possible for us to be single-minded. To be single-minded. And to stay the course by holding fast to a good confession and holding fast to the good word of God. What are you saying today, Pastor Mark? I'm saying this to all of us, and I'm including myself, because there's been times where, quite frankly, I've had to repent for some of the words that I've spoken. And I won't ask for a show of hands. 
all of us have been there. But throughout this series and the word of his power and faith in the power of God, I just want to say to you this morning, stop, stop talking death. Stop talking failure. There's no failures in Christ. Somebody said, yeah, but Pastor Mark, I know better I've failed. Just because you failed doesn't mean you're a failure. Anybody here ever failed before? Like last week or yesterday or maybe on the way to church? Just because you have failed does not mean you are a failure. God does not make failures. God makes victors. Now, if we don't learn from our failures, then that's another thing. But if we have failed and we recognize where we have failed, that can be fixed. We can make those adjustments. And part of making those adjustments is admit it and quit it. Amen. And once you admit it and once you quit it, now you're in position to turn things around. Jude 24. Let's pull that up here. I just got that in my spirit. Jude 24. Are you ready? Praise God. Say it with me. I was born ready. In Jude 24, it says, Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling. Amen. Say it with me. Now unto him that is able to keep me from falling. I don't care how many times you've fallen for the same thing. God is able. God's able. I said God's able. I just, I just can't help it. I just can't help it. I just can't help it. You need to change that. Instead of saying, I just can't help it. I just can't help it. I just can't help it. Say, I've got a helper. I've got a helper. I've got a helper. And that chapter is closed. I'm done with falling for the same thing over and over and over again. And now I'm falling in love. I'm falling in love with Jesus more and more every day. And he's helping me. And he will help you. He will keep you from falling. Pull that up in the Amplified Version, if you would. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Read it with me. Ready, read. Now to Him who is able to keep you without stumbling or... Stop right there. James 3, 1 and 2. In many things we stumble. But He's able to keep you. He's able to keep me. He's able to keep you. He's able to give you a long life. Oh, come on. Anybody here interested in dying prematurely? I know I'm not. And I know Jesus is coming back soon. Amen? And I, for one, I want to go on the first load. 
Whatever load you want to take, that's just fine. But I want to go on the first load. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Woo, glory to God. He's able to keep me without stumbling, without slipping. You know, back in the 70s, when I went through treatment for drug addiction and alcohol addiction, 1974, December 18th, was the last time I ever used illicit drugs. And God has been so gracious to me and delivered me from all that mess. But one of the things that I noticed in AA meetings, and then they had NA meetings, which was Narcotics Anonymous, and I attended all of those until I felt like I was strong enough in the Word of God to not attend those because God was doing something else in my life, which was awesome, and it is awesome. But uh, one of the things that they would say, oh, I had a slip. I had a slip. What a slip means for an alcoholic is I got drunk, right? There's a lot of alcoholics that are drunk, not on alcohol, but they have a dry drunk. You know what a dry drunk is, don't you? Their attitudes are just as stinky as it was when they were drunk. But I had a slip, a slip, a slip. Well, you know what? God is able to keep you from slipping. You never know who you're talking to in a, in a congregation this size or online. I never know. There may be addictions out here right present in this auditorium. There may be people that have battled alcohol and drugs watching me right now. I've got a word from heaven for you. If you will give your life totally and not just make Jesus your Savior, but make Him your Lord, make Him your Master, He is able to keep you from ever stumbling or slipping again. Thus saith the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, let's lift our hands. Another thing that comes up in my spirit as I'm uh, talking right now is cussing and cursing. Cursing, cussing. Cursing and cussing. Cussing and cursing. Cussing, cursing, and cussing. <laughs> you know, you can be a born-again believer, even spirit-filled believer, and slip every now and then. When I'm on a golf course, I don't cuss. But when I get frustrated on the golf course... Instead of saying what I used to said, B.C., I say, rats. <laughs> now, people that are born, aren't born again, they're going to say other things. But we've been born of God. And when you make Jesus your Lord and you present your body as a living sacrifice to Him, your body includes your tongue. And so sometimes Christians, even spirit-filled Christians, slip up. They say things they shouldn't say in the heat of a moment. And they curse and they cuss. And then they get under condemnation. And say, well, man, I thought I was a Christian. That's the devil bringing accusations. We must not yield to the lies of Satan. We must yield to the truths of God's Word. Somebody's getting help today. Somehow, way. I know somebody is getting some help in the house today. So if you've messed up and if you've slipped, stop it. Stop it by the power of God. I'm not talking about reducing it.
Well, I've cut back from ten curse words to five. I've cut back from ten beers to two every weekend. Right? I've cut back from just being worried and anxious to just a little bit of worry. No, stop it. Don't reduce it. Cut it. Come on. Cut it off. Cut it off. Amen. But you can't do it in your own strength. You can't do it in your own might. But it is by the Spirit of the living God. Another thing that comes up in my spirit is sometimes when you're under this restoration process, when you're under this turning things around process, sometimes you have to be, all the time, you have to be very mindful of who your associates are. Because there is something that they call peer pressure. And sometimes people get among their peers and everybody's doing it and everybody's saying it and everybody's going that way and you do not want to be separate from them. Well, what does the Bible say? The Bible says, come out. Not out of them, but you come out. Come out from among them and be ye separate. And touch not that unclean thing. And I will be a father unto you. And I will walk in you. And I will dwell in you. And I will be your God. And you shall be my people. God's people are people of faith. God's people are people of Christ likeness. That's who you are. That's who I am. Regardless of how many times we've messed up. I serve a God that is a master at turning our disasters around for the glory of God. Stand up, everybody. I could preach on and on and on. I'm not just talking about at church, folks. I'm talking about getting God's word in you and saying it consistently. Somebody say, if I will do this day after day, I'll no longer be going into the problem I will start going into the blessing. Hallelujah. We're talking about life-changing things. This will build something into your spirit. It'll set your mind free. It'll set your body on a course. Hallelujah. Can you stand for a couple more minutes? The tongue is a little fire and does boast greatly. A little fire, how much wood does it kindle? Consider a forest fire that we've experienced in California. Some started by arsonists. Others started by accident. Whether by arson or accident, the person that did it is responsible. Remember what Smokey the Bear said? The prophet, Smokey the Bear. Only, come on, only you can prevent forest fires. (laughs) And only you. 
can prevent the fires of hell and turn it around for the blessings of heaven. Hallelujah. Say it with me. With the power of God comes great responsibility. Doesn't matter what we say. The more that we learn, the more significant what we say becomes. The power of God's available to change any situations. And just like you can start something bad, you can start something good. You can start something good. Start something. What do you say we start something good right now? I said, what do you say we start something good right now? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I didn't mean to interrupt, but this is on me. Are you good? Can I share? This is on me so strong. I could say it out as a prophecy, but I'm just going to say this. You know, we were talking about how the tongue, no man can tame. And we're learning how to tame the tongue. But I just kept hearing in my heart, it's so hard. It's so hard. I can't do this. I can't do this. But I heard the Spirit of God say, oh yes, you can, because you have a heavenly helper. And he shared that. But I remember, I mean, I was probably a teenager, and I was reading this passage of Scripture where it said, the tongue is an unruly member. No man can tame it. And I heard this so big in my heart but the Holy Ghost will help you and then he brought me over to Acts chapter 2 and I remember this so vivid and just seeing it alive in me again that what happened on the day of Pentecost the Bible says a cloven tongue a cloven tongue as a fire. Why did it say a cloven tongue as a fire? Because the Holy Ghost came upon them to help them with their language. Their language. To give them a heavenly language. That's one of the signs of being filled. The initial sign. There's many. But the initial sign of being filled with the Holy Ghost is what? They spoke in tongues. Heavenly tongues. Fires of tongues. A fire. A heavenly fire came up on them. There could have been many initial signs of being filled with the Holy Ghost. It could have been, give everybody a big hug. I love you. Or something like that. But it was tongues. It was a speaking evidence. We have a heavenly helper, folks. Don't go out of this place saying, I can't do this. I can't control my words. Lean in to the Holy Ghost. Draw on heaven's help. And if you are not filled with the Holy Ghost, that's part of your problem. We need all that He has for us. We need the Word. We need to be born again. But we need to be filled to overflowing Uh with the Holy Ghost and fire. So let's get something started then. (laughs) 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 If you can burn a forest down, you can burn, praise God, sin out. Yeah, yeah. You can burn anything out by the power of the Holy Spirit. Let's start something right here. If you've not yet made Jesus your Lord and Savior, your life starts now. Yes, yes, yes.
If you've not yet been filled with the power of the Holy Spirit, your new life becomes enhanced right now. What do you say we get something started? Amen? I know there's a carnal song. Let's get it started here. Let's start something in the Spirit right now. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. As every head is bowed and every eye is closed, you're here this morning. You want to make Jesus your Lord and Savior?